0: Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Jay Helms, and I'm the founder of this podcast and movement known as the W2 Capitalist. Uh today's episode, I'm joined by Eric, who is a small business owner uh, a little bit further south from me, down toward the middle of uh I think it's the Palm Coast uh Florida area. Uh he doesn't have any rental properties yet, so he's one of the mentees that I'm taking on to provide some some podcast content. So one of the things that we get into Uh, I've talked to Eric a couple of times now and this, but this is session number one. And and the reason why it's just now session number one is because I do have a requirement to, to be a mentee of mine is you have to read the book, rich dad, poor dad. And he had not done that yet, but. He has now. He had heard about the book several times, never read it. He said once he picked it up, he finished it in about three days. We're going to get into that a little bit. Uh, but several things we cover in this. Number two of Nourished Desport number one, I'll list that book in the show notes so, so you can have a link to that. Number two is how real estate puts a mark in your asset column while also helping reduce your tax Uh, liability. Number three, forever homes and dream, dream homes. Uh, that those phrases are just obnoxious. I can't wrap my head around that. Uh, number four, uh, goals change as you progress through different chapters in your life. Uh, you know, you can look at chapters as in your twenties and your thirties and forties. Um, but also, uh, then, we get into, um, Eric actually walked a duplex, Uh, in his experience, the open house with a realtor who seemed like it was probably her first open house. And then he's get we get into talking about having partners uh, or finding partners and how you can structure a down payment with those partners to kind of move forward. So, but I want to get an introduction to you to Eric. He's a guy who's got a lot going on. He's a little bit further South down in Florida and he's doing, he's pursuing real estate investing. So he can relieve himself from so much time at his, uh, business to focus on uh, missionary work through the church and different organizations that he that he is involved in. So, with that being said, let's get to work.
1: You
2: are a W two capitalist. You are addressing the gap between your successful, fulfilling W-2 job and building wealth for your family through real estate
1: investing. You are ready to earn, invest, repeat. Welcome to the W-2 Capitalist Podcast. Now, let's get to work. Here's your host, Jay Hell.
0: How you doing?
2: I'm doing all right. How you doing?
0: Good, man. Good. It's it's Friday. <laughs>
2: yeah, I'll apologize a little bit, like right now. Last time you had allergies. Today I'm sick.
0: I, I was yeah. gonna say you you sound like you're struggling with something. So I, I appreciate you joining yeah. anyway. Not not canceling on me. That's that's good, man.
2: Yeah, I didn't I didn't want to cancel. I I wanted to do. I would would have liked to get the meeting done earlier myself for myself, but it's just. Yeah, schedule the way it is. So I'm like, if I cancel, it's going to be another week.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so last time we spoke, uh, it looks like you're working from home today. You don't have to go to the office, right? You're uh, this is your, Yeah, I'm gonna work from here. Yeah. Nice. Nice. I, 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 uh, I have to travel a bit for my job. So, uh, I try to make sure Mondays and Fridays that I'm home as well. Uh, you know, leave Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday to a travel day. So, well, and mainly cause Mondays, uh, my customers are usually so busy that they don't want to meet anyway. <laughs> and then Friday yeah. it's kind of like, uh, let's, let's be at home if we can. So, um uh, but anyway, man, so, uh, last time we met you or, um, you and I chat a little bit about what you were wanting to do, what you're wanting to accomplish. And you had not read the rich dad, poor dad book yet, but it, it sounded like through that email you sent me that you had finished it up and you're pretty jazzed about it. So, um, yeah. What's on your mind today?
2: Yeah. yeah I'm so many people have recommended the book, but I'm glad you said that it was your requirement. Cause I just hadn't gotten to it yet. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, yeah, I, I finished it like three days after that meeting we had or something
0: nice. like that. Nice.
2: And, uh, yeah, it was an awesome book. I guess I just, not that I understand some concepts of how to be financially smart, but um, the book lays it out pretty simplistically. Like, you know, your assets column. And so I, I, it does make me realize that I have absolutely zero in my asset column. (laughs) Like There's nothing in the asset column. So I really need to start working on it hard. And uh, it gave me perspective on taxes and everything else too. Like when I, when I look at, how much money I have made. Yeah. I don't get to keep very much of it.
0: It's yeah. Not as big of a chunk as I would like. Well, real estate will help you knock out two of those. Right. So, um, you know, and there's a, there's a, I forget the technical term, but there is a, um, what's it called? There, I, I don't, I'm going to forget it. I mean, I've forgotten it and I'm going to butcher it if I try to guess, but there's a, there's a technical term. You can go back and look on your, uh, tax, um, summary, sorry. I hadn't had enough coffee this morning and I was a little lazy. I slept in about 30 minutes because I knew today was kind of a light day and I didn't, I didn't work out. So I'm I'm not, my motor's running, but it's, it's uh, spinning the tires right now. Um, But there's, there's a technical term that talks about how much uh, that percentage of taxes that you pay per year. And ever since we started um, investing in real estate, it amazes me how much depreciation helps with that, and how much uh, I don't pay in taxes um, for our uh, for the tax bracket that we're in. So, uh, and it helps yeah. with that asset columns too, right? At, at least if you buy it yeah. right. Now, not every piece of real estate is going to be an asset if you buy it wrong. I mean, it's you know, yeah. in order to uh, consider an as- most people consider it an asset of um, if it generates money for you, right? And there are a yep. lot of people who don't believe that your primary house is not, is not an asset. That's a li- liability, but I disagree mm-hmm. to that to some extent yeah. because, um, so the last house that we, so we moved a year and a half ago. Um, and the previous house we were in, we were in there for three years and we, we bought it for two eighteen. We put maybe ten grand into it, and three years later we sold it for three sixteen so to me that's an asset right yeah that's to me I mean it generated money now it didn't generate money monthly, and yeah. uh, we had to wait a little bit, but uh you know we we timed the market right, and it just kind of worked out so to me that's that's an asset and when I throw that conversation into those guys' face who say. Well, your personal home's not an asset, and I I say that, and they're like, "Well, you know, most people's personal home." I was like, "Okay, yeah, that's fine." Yeah,
2: and and I, I thought that too when I was reading the book when he said that, and uh, to a big extent, it's right. Like, yeah, that's because people are buying their forever homes and their dream homes, and the amount of money that you're putting into that and everything you're doing to it, you're never going to get that back out of it. And yeah. in most of the cases, at least what they're doing with their homes, what yeah. they want with it. But, um, but yeah, I have an understanding that my intention and what we're going to purchase for our homes that we're going to live in like that. I'm doing each one of these homes as investments because I'm looking that yeah. I'm not going to be here in this spot, in this house forever. I'm going to buy this house. I'm going to get into it at a good purchase price and try to get some equity out of it because in two years I'm going to be gone from it. Yeah, And that's how, that's my mindset on my own houses. And cause me and my wife, I mean, we, yeah, like fixing up places and living in nice places we appreciate, but yeah, we've never been like, Oh, this is our dream home kind of thing. Like this is everything.
0: Yeah. We, we had neither. Like if we, so I don't know. I, I kind of cringe when I hear people um, say this is our forever home and this is our dream home. I'm like, And you guys got to dream bigger, right? I mean, it's, it's, (laughs) it's one of those things where I want to have dream homes, you know, I want to have at at least four, uh, to where we can, if we want to pick up and go to the mountains, uh, we can go to the mountains, Mm -hmm. pick up and go to the beach, which we're already there. Right. So, uh, you know, to me it's, it's dream homes. It's not single, um, and forever home, mentally i'm not there yet i, I kind of roll my eyes when i hear like 20 somethings say hey this is our home," and i'm like either you're just a lot more grounded than i was when i was mm-hmm. 20 uh in my 20s or you have no idea what you're saying because it's, you know i mean this is one of those things where you're just like how i don't know we, we were talking um uh, in our uh mastermind group uh, there's a guy in there so one of the things we do is we really push people to to think about their goals and track them and really keep them accountable for their for what they're trying to accomplish and he's trying to uh narrow down not narrow down he's trying to put some steps he can take today for a 10 year goal and i and i just told him look, I have trouble seeing 5 year goals much less 10 year goals like if i can try to tell you where i want to be in 10 years from today uh, I, I can't, I, I just, it's not, maybe I don't dream that big or maybe, maybe my experience cause I'll be 40 this year. Maybe my experience is that I realize that life is stages, right? And you, you go through different stages in your life. And when you do that or chapters, whatever you want to call them, um, your goals tend to change. Right. And, mm-hmm. and so I mean, 10 years ago, I couldn't tell you that I wanted to be, well, I can't say 10 years ago because I met my wife 10 years ago. Yeah. Uh, I was about to say something's was going to get me in trouble, but essentially 10 years ago, I couldn't tell you that I want to be married and have three kids. You know, I mm-hmm. wouldn't, wouldn't have registered. Now that we're there, I, I want to have as many as we can, but I'm also, you know, we've got one on the way. And, yeah. okay, when this kid gradu- graduates high school or college, <laughs> I'll be in my 60s. You know? Yeah. Like, so, oh, man. Look, hopefully, I'll be in my 60s still kicking around. But anyway, so yeah, I, I don't understand the whole uh, mindset of uh, Forever Home. For us, it's been about every two or three years we'll we'll pick mm-hmm. up and move. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. I think we're going to be here where, where we're at a little bit longer because um, just of certain conditions. You know, I mean, we're in a great school system. We've got room to grow if we use it wisely. <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, saw you pick up that coffee mug, man. How you? How do you drink your coffee? Uh,
2: this one is um, what, this is a latte or a cappuccino. I can't remember the names of these things. All I know is I go to my espresso machine, yeah. put an espresso capsule in it, and okay. then I take some some uh, half and half, and I put that through my little foamer thing, my frother. Yeah important of course
0: milk in it all right, so you have like I drink, a gar- I drink coffee
2: like a whole bunch of ways,
0: yeah, okay, all right so i'm I'm new to the coffee world, and uh right now it's it's as much sugar and creamer that I can put into it. It's almost like hot chocolate for me to be able to take it, <laughs> but I'm trying to wean myself off of that and get just straight to black mm. coffee oh. I know it's rough, but That's I my know- wife is it okay.
2: She, it's just black coffee. I mean, she just drinks black coffee. And yeah. if she goes to Starbucks where she likes Starbucks, then she gets just the, uh, espresso. she gets like four espresso shots and a large cup with ice with just like a little bit of cream. So it's basically just drinking espresso shots straight.
0: Like, nice. Yeah, she's
1: she's <laughs> way, way tougher her. than I am. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh man. My grandfather, uh, he drank, uh, he'd call it black water. Mm-hmm. Paul He was, give me some of that black water. And it was just straight up, just, I mean, nothing in it. And Oof. I think I want to get there just for health reasons. Cause I know the amount of sugar and creamer that I put in this <laughs> cannot be good for me. Uh, but anyway, so what else, what's up, man? What's, uh, what else is going on?
2: Well, I've uh, I got to go walk a property that I've been looking at. It's a duplex here in Palm coast. Um, it was built in the seventies. So. It's a- The oldest one on the market. Um, There's no other duplexes on the market that are this old. So it's kind of hard to, I'm trying to figure out what its real value is because it's the only one, too. It started at 194. They dropped it to 184 last week. They had the open house. I went and walked through it. Um, I could tell the, the realtor that was there doing the open house, like, She wasn't very good at what she does. (laughs) Uh, She didn't really know much about it. I was asking her all kinds of questions and I was taking pictures of things and just seeing the conditions of stuff and she wasn't able to help answer a lot of my questions. And then she, of course, she got my contact information. I gave it to her because I was was fine. I was okay with that. And she said, there's going to be an offer on the house and, you know, tried to get an offer from me. And I said, well, I got to talk to, you know, I'm trying to get a partner. If I'm buying investment homes, I got to get a partner with me because I don't, no. I don't have the type of cash and I don't want to front the cash in order yeah. to put these down payments down and so forth. I want to save that for my own house right now. Right. And uh, I said, well, yeah. I got to talk You're to you. You're renting it right now. Stuff. Is that
1: right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah we've okay. rent I've never, I've only ever rented it in my life. So I never wanted to own a, own a home before thinking about real estate investing and, and uh, how smart it was with my money because I'm the opposite of those people that talk about forever homes. I don't want to be. fixed to anywhere. And that's how I viewed homes. Me and my wife have always had the freedom of being able to go where we want, when we want. And my job has afforded me that my whole life too. So being able to live in Florida and then go back home to Ohio where our family is and then end up now down here in Florida on the beach, like that was important to us to have that flexibility. Um, So
0: I'm with you. I, I, uh, when, when it came up about, um, I was buying this house. I was like, why don't we try to rent? Because then we can, we'll have a lot more equity to put in, you know, more rental properties that may, Hey, ha- you know, help speed this thing up for us. Mm-hmm. And that uh, didn't work that conversation. <laughs> I didn't win that negotiation obviously, but uh, I, I think it's smart, you know, if, if uh, but there's also, it, if you time it right, this goes back to is that property an asset or not, but if you time it right and you buy the right type of, uh, asset you can you know live in it while you're doing those renovations which we talked about that a little bit and then turn it into a rental you know yeah. uh, there's there's some things there that you can do so that's that's pretty smart so um, anyway I interrupted you go ahead
2: no it's okay so yeah after she and then she ended up texting me back we ended up texting back and forth the last couple of days And uh, I've left her hanging the last two days because I'm just waiting to talk to, to partners and but she said that um, the offer that came fell through, like the, the owner declined it or whatever, and didn't have an offer. And I'm just like, sure. sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, sure, it, man, yeah, sure <laughs> so there was there's a an reason offer.
2: Place, yeah. there's, there's a reason why this place has been sitting on the market for now, probably like 40, 45 days, and they've had a price drop. But granted, I went and looked and, with my unprofessional opinion because this is my first time doing this but through studying all my books and trying to figure out rehab costs and what this property may need i mean it's going to need a new roof it's going to need one new ac unit on the back because it already has a new one um redo the bathrooms it's actually been fairly pretty it's been pretty well taken care of actually yeah. the kitchens haven't been remodeled the bathrooms haven't been remodeled since the beginning of time so that definitely needs done but even after all that uh, i think with the right offer which they're after 184, so my dream yeah. scenario would probably be to offer like 160, but that may get laughed at.
0: But if it does, it does. Who cares, right? No harm in yeah, the said,
2: Well, if they say no, then I guess they say no, and I just keep waiting until the market either gets a little bit calmed down a little bit and it's not so high, or I just wait for another one to pop through that someone's yeah. really anxious about. So I've been trying to, uh, um work on my networking so that's what I've been trying to do is network so I can get more of these offers so I've got a meeting uh tomorrow night with a new real estate agent who is happens to be a friend of ours I didn't even know she was a real estate agent
1: so <laughs> yeah <laughs>
2: someone told me about that and we we're already really comfortable with her and she's she's actually really good at what she's done what our friends told me so I've got a meeting yeah. with her tomorrow she says she works with investors and that depending on what I want we may be maybe a good team so that'll be nice yeah and then I met someone on bigger pockets that reached out to me just by me putting a post out there about Palm coast and he reached out and him and his wife are realtors that moved here to this area in the last little bit like six months or so and he wants to start up a group and he wants to meet and get some drinks and some coffee so nice I'm gonna call him later today too and set something yeah.
0: up and, it, you'll be amazed uh, at how much happens. how much uh, people come out of the woodworks and I say that because you, you you know when i started the uh, facebook group there were three or four people that i went to high school with known all my life that said hey you know i do this right you know i buy i was like no i, I did not you know so it's just amazing uh, how your connections will will change and improve yeah. based on just coming up with that so um i want to ask you to make sure you're talking about making sure this property works or what kind of offer to make Hey, everybody. I want to take a break from the action real quick and point you over to Passive Real Estate Investor Academy. It's one of our affiliate sponsors for the show, Um, Annie Dickerson, who leads up the academy there. I've met her. I met her at a conference last year. I wanted to meet her because she is actually on uh, one of our posts, uh, 12 sites every financial freedom seeker should know about. Uh, The things that they're doing at Good Ag Investments, uh, I'm just amazed by. Uh, She had a very successful W2 career, but also, uh, I think it was last year, uh, 2018, she was able to pull her parachute cord and become a corporate dropout and focus on real estate investing full time. So, And by that, I mean her and her partner are now syndicating deals through their uh, corporation Good Egg Egg Investments. And what I'm most impressed by these these ladies, what they're doing is they closed, I think it was around 3,500 doors last year. Um, And now they're teaching, they've launched this course, Passive Real Estate Investor Academy. Uh, to teach people what it really means to become a passive real estate investor and working with syndicators, whether you work with them or not, helps you understand what a passive real estate investor is all about. So check them out. We have a specific link for you. You can find it at com slash P-R-E-I-A. All right, let's get back to it. Do you have your investing criteria, like what you want? I do. Um, Cause that's what you should make the offer on, not based on what the sales price is or what they think they would take. Yeah. But it's going to be based on, you know, what you think, um, uh, or not what you think, what you know is going to meet your investing criteria. So you, you said a roof, uh, the AC that's in there, um, or you said it's got to replace one of the ACs. And then, mm-hmm. so that's about 10 grand right there. Yeah. Uh, so got- depending on, yeah you know, if you, if you do the kitchens or bathrooms, you know, one of the things you got to realize is, or what I do is i look at the property and say, okay, here's what it's getting for rent now. Uh, and you have, you know, duplex is a great market comparison, right? Because if one unit's already rented, uh, you know what the markets are going to bring, right? So then you got to ask your question. If I'd spend 10 grand on upgrading the kitchen, is it going to bring yeah, this much ROI for it and that's where you got to say okay this is where I'm or at where I say well, am I going to spend my money doing that or am I going to leave it as is because I know I'm not going to be able to get that kind of return on improving that now does it make does it make make it look nice and look pretty sure but if it doesn't bring more rent you don't need to you don't need to waste your money on it
2: yeah that's that's so that's exactly that's pretty much the stage I'm at I'm like I'm at the stage of trying to figure this stuff out the right way. And so I was trying to, it rents the people that are in there right now. They're under lease until February of 2020. So they basically just signed a new contract. Um, which can be good,
0: but also it can be, right?
2: At least there's there's tenants in there. I asked, they've, one's been there five years, one's been there two years. They're related. It's the mother and then her son ended up moving in the next door unit a couple years later. So she's been there five years. He's been there two years. Inside, the places were in... I mean, it was for an open house, so it was cleaned up. But she didn't... I mean, she's an older lady. She looks like that's how she would run her house anyway. Like everything yeah. looked like yeah. it was in place. They had decent furniture. Um, one of... The, he had dogs that were in a room. So I could tell when I went to his place that it didn't look bad, but I could smell the dog and stuff like
1: yeah. that. Okay, that's, yeah. When he
2: moved out, that's going to be an issue. Yeah. Um, but they've been there a while. They're paying under market value. They're paying 800 a piece, So the, the place is only pulling in $1,600. Um, with that the numbers that it actually still cash flows if they ever did leave and i cleaned it up some that's why i was trying to think like if i just updated the bathrooms instead of doing like this full It would be a pretty it would have to be a new shower and a new vanity and then um the the kitchen cabinets technically you could just paint lay new floor yeah the cabinets and it, it, it would work out fine it wouldn't have to replace the fridge or any of that stuff um so it still works out even at the, at least the numbers I worked based off of everything I've learned on bigger pockets at the $1,600 a month. It's not the most, I'm trying to pull up, this pull up my final numbers. It's not the most ideal, ideal situations. Um, but even at the 1,600, it's actually, uh, still cash flowing about $300 a month, both
0: units combined. Um, and you got and, your vacancy and your um, yeah uh, okay vacancy capex yeah repairs and maintenance yeah the okay. uh, yeah I got all that stuff working there now I worked with lower numbers so I'm learning
2: to I need to up these numbers because I based these numbers off of a uh, a webinar a webinar that I watched with the uh, <laughs> a we- a webinar a webinar yeah. webinar a webby. <laughs> I based it off of one of those that I watched. Um,
0: Man, I slip up on my words all the time. So when somebody else does too, and I feel like I can uh, mess with them, I'm going to mess with you, so.
2: Yeah. Oh, thanks. I appreciate that. I'll remember this, okay? We can go back and forth on those ones. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm to mess up my words a lot. But yeah, I, I based it off his numbers, which he said, you know, this is what he works with most of the time. So they're kind of lower numbers. So I think I'm going to raise those up to like the 8%, 10% mark, just to like give myself some leeway in case yeah. something bad happened there. Um, that I, I, so, I try to do that, that I try to make, with the property.
0: Yeah. I try to make my rents conservative and then my expense items uh, a little bit all more right. flexible. Right. So I'll make those a little bit yeah. higher than what I anticipate because I know I'm going to miss something. The home inspection is going to miss something. Something's going to come up, but yeah. Um,
2: so yeah, those numbers, I mean, I did work that in at a $160,000 purchase price, but I originally made the, all this work at a hundred. I think seventy five thousand. Yeah. And then at that point in time, you know, your cash on cash isn't isn't as great. Right now, it's it's only nine point eight percent. Yeah. I was trying to find an exit strategy, which was basically what I was thinking. Okay, how much money would I have to put into this place to really turn around and then sell it? Yeah. A year or two down the road, if I had to sell, it if the market was in the right place. So I'm trying to find a, another exit strategy besides just rentals. rental property
0: on it just so i had more than one way out yeah um yeah um so the other thing you know if 160 is your top obviously you know mm -hmm. being a small business owner you know that's not going to be the first offer you make right and it's (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. what do you think the
2: next step after my meeting tomorrow yeah go ahead well i want to meet so this is my since I know what it's renting for and I know that the tenants have been there for a while, I know that it works as a rental property as long as the roof doesn't cave in or anything else goes terribly wrong with it right now that I would have to fix immediately. Um, the renters are happy there based off of me talking to them. So I'm trying to figure out, like I said, that other exit strategy. Okay, well, what, what can I actually sell this property for? Or what do I think I can get out of it in the next year or two? I know the market's going to fluctuate, but what money would it take to get out of it? So I'm trying to figure out based off of comps, which I'm not great at running. I've studied a whole bunch about them and tried it, but that's what my meeting tomorrow night is going to be about with yeah. my friend, who's the the realtor. Is I'm going to tell her this is an example of what I'm looking at. I need someone on my team who can run these comps that has lots of experience, and you can tell me with your professional opinion. Yes, in this area, you know these are the type of bathrooms you're looking at. So if you do this, you do this. Yeah, I think that your property's going to be worth two hundred thousand. You know. Right. Right away, and I and then at that point in time, I'm like, okay, now I have some equity in the property. As long as the market doesn't go way south, it rents. If the market does go south, I can still hold on to it.
1: Right.
2: So tomorrow night, that's my plan. I want to figure out. I want to have someone help me figure out what is this property actually worth. Since I'm having a hard time finding other ones, this old yeah. selling, and uh, once I figure that out, then I'll feel comfortable, and then she'll be able to write an offer for me. Yeah. So as soon as I figure out what it's worth, okay, step one, figure out what it's worth. I've already talked to some friends of mine, I forgot to mention this, who are the friends I told you about that invest in real estate around here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I told them, I went and visited their new house yesterday that they're working on and fixing it up right now. And I told them what I was doing, what I had found, and the numbers I'm looking at so far. And without me even saying anything else to her, I was like, I said, well, if it's going to be an investment property, I'm going to find a partner that wants to go in on this with me. Yeah, and she said, "Well, before you do anything, let me know."
1: Yeah, there you so go.
2: If the numbers are right, I'll let them know. They're always looking for good deals like that. If the numbers are right, then I'll feel comfortable going to them and say, "Hey, here's the offer I'm thinking about making. Do you yeah. guys want to be the money, the cash behind this, and then figure out what the partnership's going to be about
0: splitting stuff up?" Yeah, uh, and if they're uh, experienced, you know, also get their take on what they think they can do, yeah. you know, um, uh, rent wise, and if mm-hmm. you're going to renovate anything, right? Uh, yeah. and it's a huge advantage for you to to be able to tap into somebody like that. Who's in your market. Uh, I think that's awesome. The uh, One thing I want to mention real quick and, and then we're running up on mm-hmm. time and I did a, I did a boneheaded thing. I scheduled two of these today back to back. So I got a kind of hard cut at, at seven or it's eight okay. times. So uh, I adjusted my schedule so that's not going to happen again. So in case we go long, we will we'll be fine. But, um, there is a difference between what a realtor is going to pull for comps and what an appraiser is going to pull for comps, okay. um, and this is that will depend on bank financing. Now, when my experience is when you're buying, this typically works in your favor, okay. but when you're selling, it does not. Yeah,
2: because <laughs> so the appraiser is going to come in and just lowball everything you thought you had.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and um, so I've used that both of those strategies when buying. Uh, and when when selling now, um, you can go through an appeal process if you don't think that the appraisal was fair. Um, uh, I, I've done that once. Uh, I was denied. Uh, I, I thought I had a very you, you know the my property. This is on the property that's five minutes from here. Um, they pull and it was a very similar situation to like you're in. There were no recent close sells for duplexes so they went out of the zip code uh one was in a different county one was in a different school district which both of those properties are i mean i'm not saying it's just because but i know the school districts they're in and the neighborhoods they're in it's like okay here's something that's in a hood and here's something that's in a gated community it's not we're not comparing the same thing so that's what i brought up to them they're like yeah that's not true uh, or, you know, we're going to stick with our uh, appraisal. And I had my realtor, and in this too, I had my realtor go pull appraisals or not appraisals, but comps. Um, somehow he was able to find like properties, multifamilies, those two to four units that sold within a 10 mile radius of where my pro- recent sales. And I'm like, this appraiser was just lazy. You know, or yeah. maybe he had some other kind of, uh, mind mindset, but anyway, so there is a difference there. So, um, try to use it to your advantage when you're buying, because it is one of those tools where you can negotiate the price and also the roof, you know, make sure you definitely get a home inspection, Um, uh, especially when roofs, uh, now, uh, on roofs, I always ask for a credit on the purchase price because I don't want it to be up to the seller, to pick some kind of shady roofer to get the job done Mm -hmm. real cheap, you know, but that's a way you can leverage to get uh, a reduction in price, especially if it comes up in the home inspection. Uh, Mm -hmm. Because if it comes up in the home inspection, then it is not only is it going to come up in your offer, but it's going to come up in next offers. Right. Um, Plus if you, don't want to replace the roof right away. Uh, like the very first property I bought, uh, it during the home inspection, it said, you, you know, you've probably got a year or two left on this roof. I thought, great, let's renegotiate the price. We renegotiated the price, I got a five thousand dollar credit on the roof. Uh, I think it was seven years later that I replaced the roof, so you know, because it, it I wasn't. it it just worked right so yeah um but so there's things you can do there to to help negotiate the price but anyway
1: yeah
2: that's that's my plan that's what i'm gonna do we'll see how the meeting goes tomorrow and i'll see how everything else goes before we meet next good deal see if i write up an offer for this place
0: hey if you do send me a message man but definitely let's uh let's when you uh Get through your meetings tomorrow night and this weekend let's let's definitely link up again i'm excited to hear where you end up you know and it, it could be hey man we we found out this thing has it needs this this and this and it just not gonna work then that's the yeah. that's the case right just don't get emotionally tied to this because no, yeah. a, a lot of times newbies will get so emotionally tied yeah. to getting their first deal done that they throw yeah. and i'm i'm guilty of this too that um so that's why I don't mind saying this. So don't throw <laughs> logic out the window, right? And it yeah. goes, there goes your profitability for that property. But if you're able to team up with that experienced guy, uh, or couple in your, your market, they will help be the voice of reason <laughs> to keep you grounded on, so. on things like that. So, uh, well, I'm yeah, excited for cool. it, man. I'm, I'm, uh, it's been a cool time. This this is, uh, I'm looking for the next call. See where, where it takes you.
2: All right. I appreciate it, Jay. So, um, I'll just schedule the next one then.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Same way. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. My calendar should be available. So, um, whenever. All right. I appreciate it, Jay. You have a good day. All right, buddy. You too. See you, Eric. All right. See ya.